0: Thanks for listening to CarCast
1: on Podcast One. Hey guys, Jay Cutler. Started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL, some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, turning topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life. Former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what do we talk about in this show,
0: Matt? Well, we're going we're gonna to dig into the new Corvette Z06, which was recently announced And uh, let's see, we're going to talk a little bit 4GT and Toyota 2000 GT up on Bring a Trailer.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) All coming up. First, I'll tell you about Trico. Over a century ago, Trico was the first to make wiper blades. That's right. Innovation, man. And they've been a step ahead of Mother Nature ever since. Trico engineers, they study specific driving conditions. So uh, you're ready for anything. I don't care if it's raining actual Cats and dogs, Trico is ready for you. Whatever the weather, Trico wipers maintain maximum windshield contact, no matter what your driving habits. You'll always find the right wiper blade for your vehicle, and that is why everyone here uses Trico. And the people who know their way around cars, and that's us. Swear by Trico. Trico, the future of wipers since 1917. That's right, going back over a 100 years. To find a store near you and see the latest offers, visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. That is TricoCatsAndDogs.com. com. <laughs> Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going to get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Welcome to CarCast, Matt and Pearl. That's Matt the Moderator, Deandria. Hello. What's going on over there?
0: Oh man, getting ready for uh, getting ready for SEMA next week. Mm-hmm. Just came back from from St. Louis. Never been to St. Louis, but yeah. uh, went around uh, all over there. Some yeah.
1: stuff to see over there. Good barbecue.
0: There's some good barbecue. There's a lot of toast raviolis. Apparently, that's their french fry.
1: (laughs) It's everywhere. They have an
0: arch there? There's an arch? I went up in the arch, Mm. and uh, I did all the nerdy shit. I went to a blues game, if you guys are not aware. There's a hockey team out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Brewery. I went to uh, the zoo, a science museum. did all kinds of stuff.
1: Covered some ground. Well, we're going to cover some ground (laughs) on uh, today's show. Uh, you got your Mustang back from uh, doing the composite work on it. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, I did. The uh, The Mustang Mach 1, our friends over at Anderson Composites have been – they asked to borrow the car to develop some, some new carbon fiber body pieces for it. So I got the car back. The carbon pieces aren't on it yet. They still have to make them. Mm-hmm. We took molds and they oh, developed see. the products. And then we'll go back probably in December and get some of that stuff. Uh, put on it, and then, you know, since since everything's been super delayed, uh, you know, it, the car is obviously not making it to SEMA, but we started to think about where it could go uh, to show this stuff off. Uh, probably fabulous Fords forever. It's a big car show out here. Mm. Long Beach Grand Prix is going to be coming up in April again. All right. so I think the car will be there, uh, and a couple of other events. So it'll be interesting, and of course. I dropped the car off over there. Magnaflow went and did an exhaust on it for me, which is a completely tunable exhaust. It's got the factory valve and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. But now they did a nice carbon fiber tip. looks fantastic. But then... Magnaflow dropped it off directly at Anderson Composite, so I haven't even seen or heard it other than in a photo, so I picked it up, and it sounds fantastic, and the one day that I finally get the car to drive it home, it's pouring rain on Monday. It's, yeah. It's just pouring rain. Like, there was three car accidents and a flipped-over semi-truck. Wow. Just going in an hour from like whatever city of industry to Venice Beach.
1: <laughs> are you on wets or are you running slick?
0: I was on full summer tires on that car. It's got the it's got the track pack on it, and I was just I was just both hands on the wheel, just trying to keep that thing straight. And it 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 tracks all over the road because it's got so much front tire on it. All just driving normally. Mm-hmm. any little divot and it wants to dart in that direction between that and the water mm-hmm. you know like when you're on the freeway especially on the tent and the water all pulls up on of in kind of the on the left side of you in the fast lane mm-hmm. you 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 put a tire in there and it feels like it wants to just dart right into the wall so i'm just like i'm not getting it like it takes a little focus you could barely see it was pouring weight it was it, not the best situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was looking at uh, some of the auctions uh, last night, mm-hmm. and uh, I was noticing – I don't know if it was an RM1 that went off uh, a couple days ago. But they had a lot of Aston Martin stuff in there, and it all went for uh, way above the reserve or way above the uh, – Estimate, or a lot of it did. It kind of. Well, you ride
0: up. the wave of 007 movie coming out, right? I think just a little bit of that.
1: That's probably what's going on because uh, some of those Aston's uh, DB6s and V8s and fives and I don't know if there was a four in there or not, but uh, they all just popped over whatever whatever the high bid or sorry, whatever the high estimate was, and it does make you kind of realize, you know. There's a Shelby movie. There's a movie, you know, starring uh, James Bond and an Aston Martin. Like it's kind of good to, um, it's kind of good to time it, you know, yeah. correctly with the the zeitgeist. Uh, I don't know if you saw the movie, but he was he was driving the wheels off that DB four DB five. I can never figure it out. I think it's. I a 5. I thought it was a
0: DB five in the movie. Probably I didn't five.
1: It yeah, it's so funny when you know those old cars. Like he's on a mountain road. There's guys in, you know, brand new Audis. You know, he's trying to stay with them, you know, and like you realize the, those cars were slugs. They were heavy. <laughs> yeah. They, they were running on, I don't know, 70 series tires, maybe. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, when you see this sort of. You see those tires on those on those cars. They were they were ten speed tires, and he's sawing away at the wheel, and they can't. You know, he's losing yeah. them and and all that stuff, and you just realize that car would overheat in a second. It couldn't move. Yeah. I mean, you have no. It, it's so it's it's it is kind of interesting if you look back on like those cars of the day. Like if you took that Aston Martin, or maybe even if you took a. Dino Ferrari, or you you took a, 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 I don't know, a a Daytona Ferrari or something, and you really went out and sort of tried to drive the wheels off it, I I think it would overheat immediately. It would stop. It would get like vapor lock. It, It would just, like, those cars really didn't work very well.
0: Right. It, especially in the in the street trim. But I, I, I keep thinking of like Goodwood Revival and I watch oh all my the God. clips of those yes. guys sliding around the corners. Because you're right, they're on the ten speed wheel tires, basically, the bike tires, and they're just sliding on and the guy's doing all this work behind the wheel. No, it, and it, those it old is, timers got skills, but
1: No, uh, it's true. <laughs> I mean I, I feel like I feel like the Goodwood cars, and you know, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Um, you will have a, a a newfound respect for Jaguar if you go down to Goodwood and for watch sure. them race those Jaguars. You're like, oh, this is not the temperamental divorcee's car from Beverly Hills. This is like a full race car. I gotta believe that those full race prepped Jags for Goodwood. Those engines, you know, obviously they've been built by modern day, whatever, yeah. using lubricants and cooling, and you yeah, know, right. they, those right. things are those things are ready to go.
0: But listen, you want a lesson in car control? I, I get it. You can watch, you know, Jim Connor videos and Ken Block all day long, but you got to watch a bunch of those old timers sawn at the wheel in those old cars. Uh, and then you put on a modern day F one race or IndyCar race, and you're like, yeah, these guys are fantastic. But look at all the work those guys are doing <laughs> just trying to get around the Goodwood.
1: Well, the, you know, the Goodwood revival race is is the best for you know it's 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 not just the best for vintage racing. It may be some of the best racing you're you're going to see, and especially once it starts raining, and inevitably it rains.
0: You. And you follow, that's when
1: they really get out, uh, get after it. You
0: follow Goodwood's social media accounts because they constantly post little clips of racing, and it's it's the greatest social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram accounts you'll find because just you know. Every week you're going to see two or three videos of just, like you're saying, just like an E-type flying around a corner and the guy almost spinning around and getting it all. And then you hear some British commentator going, oh, got a little loose there. Oh, right. nice save. And, move, right. and keep moving on. Like it's the best like 18 seconds you're going to get every week of, of just watching cars fly around the track.
1: I, I agree. And it's the only time you're, you know, in a world where, you know, you watch indie you're basically looking at the same car with the different paints, different liveries mm-hmm. on it. You watch F one, same car, different livery. You watch NASCAR, same car, different livery. A uh, little variation in the GT class, mm-hmm. but this only place you're going to see like a big block Ford Galaxy and a Mini Cooper. Yeah, and the guy in the big block Galaxy is trying to hook it up and. He's pulling away on the straightaway, and then here comes the guy with the Mini Cooper through the S's, and he's, he's catching up now, and it's like, it's just uh, it's just a feast for the eyes.
0: Yeah, it's super fun to watch. It's super fun to watch, but... I, I do I do feel like
1: not enough car guys put that on their, their bucket list. Like, I, I talked to a lot of car guys, and like, oh yeah, I've never been out there. Like, get out there. Go go watch it. Just go that. and
0: watch it. For and then everybody gets dressed up for that event for the revival. It's different than the Hill Climb, but everyone gets dressed up for that event and it's a nice vacation. Like it's it's a cool yeah. event to, to go to. I mean, both the Goodwood events, the Hill Climb's a great spectacle as well. Right. But if you can if you can get to the revival and you can find up you know a seat on the lawn somewhere just in a lawn chair watching some of it, it's it's fantastic.
1: It it is fantastic and, and you will see you know multi million dollar ferraris priceless ferraris and um they will be going at it and they will be trading paint and speaking of ferraris i think i saw on one of my you know vintage sports car emails or whatever i uh, i think the most expensive ferrari is showing up to some some event uh some museum or something uh which is remember everyone thinks the most expensive ferrari is a gto but as we figured out from talking to uh bruce Canepa, um it is the uh it is that 250 lm mm-hmm. because it's the last ferrari to win Le Mans outright or the i, I think it's yeah or the last factory-prepped one or, or whatever, whatever it is, right. production-based or something. But it is, that is the most expensive Ferrari. Yeah. And um, speaking of that, I was watching – there's a Netflix – so you guys, if you listen to the show, you'll probably be interested in this story. But um, there's a Netflix show called uh, Bad Sports. Mm, okay. and uh it's up there if you pop on your netflix and and it it chronicles you know basketball players who were shaving points and you know trainers that were doping horses and you know mm-hmm. each one is oh bad sport sorry bad sport um not sports and the you know if if it's it's an interesting watch. They're like mini docs. I don't know. They eh, that's about an hour and fifteen minute doc, hour and a half. I guess some maybe different lengths. You know, and it's it's the usual story. You know they, the the the, the NCAA playoffs and uh, the the mob got hold of the ref and paid mm-hmm. him off and but they do one on uh, Lanier and I can't think of. Uh, Lanier's uh, first name, but um, Randy. Randy, that's right, Randy Lanier, who I think came over the shop and I and I met a couple of months back. Have to check that with Nate. But I mean, little guy, kind of mild mannered, older gentleman. Like didn't seem to be not not that much. You, know, you just meet him, seems like a l- nice little guy. Um, they did one on him that I watched uh, the other night, and it, it was really fascinating. So you know, I'd heard about. Randy Lanier, because Randy Lanier's name always comes up whenever we're talking about the Whittington brothers. He's like, there's the Whittington brothers, and then there's Randy Lanier, who's kind of in that in that group. But uh, his story's pretty crazy, which is, and I'll, I'll, I'll screw up some of this, but he, he kind of grew up in, on a tobacco farm in Virginia or something, and then at some point when he was young guy teenager, whatever, moved to Florida, family moved to Florida. And, uh, he started just working, you know, labor jobs on construction sites and stuff like that, but sort of became the weed guy. The, uh, episode is called need for weed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he always wanted to be a race car driver, yeah. but he was just this dude from a tobacco farm and then he went to Florida and he really didn't know anybody or have any money or anything like that. And uh so he starts like getting weed for the guys on the construction site who mm-hmm. are trying to score weed. And uh the next thing you know, he gets he starts making a little money and he and he buys a boat and then he figures out he can take the boat from Florida over to wherever island and, and grab a couple of bales of weed and like bring it back into Florida. And then the next thing, you know, he's taken container ships and the container ships have a whole ballast tanks in the hole or whatever, filled with water for ballast and this, that and the other. And he's figuring out that if he welds a three quarter inch, like deck, like a separate deck, he can store tons of weed, like in the hull <laughs> of the container ship, and then make the ballast tank above it, or what, whatever the technology was. So the next thing you know, he's bringing in tons of weed into yeah. Florida, and he's getting these huge paydays, and then he's like, "I'm going racing." <laughs> so he, uh, you know, go buys himself like a March V8 kind of Imza, whatever. And he is now racing with, you know, Derek Bell and the Porsche, probably uh, 956 or whatever, okay. whatever it is back then. And then he he and uh, one of the Whittingtons, by the way, is like the co-driver. Then they go on to win, I think, the 84 IMSA championship as this <laughs> just little privateer team yeah. being funded by all this, this drug money. And uh and they beat the Porsche factory team, which is unthinkable. Um, and then he's like, "I want to go to Indy." And uh, then he goes, "He's got to do the same thing. He's got to just buy his way into yeah. to Indy. Buy a you know a, a team and a manager and a mechanics and engineers and cars and everything, and he just buys his way into Indy." And he goes to the Indy five hundred. And he becomes, uh, he, he gets rookie of the year in in Indy. I think he came in tenth overall, but he was like the highest placed rookie since you uh, know Michael Andretti or something or whatever right. whatever okay. it was. Um, so now he's like he's an acclaimed Indy guy. Now <laughs> he's got his IMSA championship, but he's got this huge load coming in. And uh, the feds are closing in, and and blah blah blah. And of course, shortly after his uh, triumph at Indy, the you know the 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 uh, somebody. It's kind of interesting how shit happens, but two guys die um, with the ship because, and, and and again, this is how life works. You know, like two crew guys died like offloading the whatever and you go how did you know what's he have to do with that or how's he responsible for that or how did that work um the ship was going to be dropped off in new orleans they were going to unload in new orleans but uh word got out someone got compromised or something and the feds knew that that ship was coming in with you know 200 tons of weed. It was going to be dropped off in New Orleans. So they were on to him. Uh, But uh, Randy Lanier gets tipped off and he's like, okay, I can't unload in Florida. I'll unload in San Francisco. But you got to go all the way around and you got to go through the Panama Canal again and go back around to get to. So now the ship's at sea for like six months. (laughs) Now, I don't know what other containers are on the ship. Like, I don't know why the guys... I didn't even
0: know weed lasted that long. I don't know if it's packed. Well, (laughs) what
1: happens is, is after a long... After it's been at sea for so long, one of the ballast tanks or whatever leaks, and the weed gets wet, or at least a a portion of the weed gets wet. Mm, Okay. Now you're going, well, still, how'd these two dudes die? Well when weed gets wet, it gives off methane. So now the two dudes are going down there to offload and they got to get the acetylene cutting torch out, like cut out the floor, whatever it is. And when they're cutting it out, the methane explodes and two dudes die. Um, the feds, I guess they get the weed off the boat, but the feds have already figured it out by then and caught up to him and show up at his house and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you know, rookie of the year at Indy yeah. is is a fugitive. Yeah. He's, he's fleeing. He's going to like Puerto Rico or Jamaica or something. Like he's trying <laughs> to get out of there. And uh, they catch up to him. Some of the guys, you know, turn state's evidence and, you know, sing and uh he ends up getting like life mm-hmm. uh for weed for weed and and then so he just goes to prison yeah and you know he's pretty much never getting out he's got a wife and a couple of young very newborn kid and a, like a 6-year-old daughter and that's it and then he goes to prison and he kind of has a you know epiphany and he works out and he's not angry and he's under you know kind of You know, he does the time, doesn't let the time do him. Yeah, right. And then at some point, Obama comes into office and goes, look, I don't want a bunch of nonviolent drug offenders rotting in prison for the rest of their lives. So I think in like 2014, he gets out, but he does 27 years. Yeah, wow. And then he gets out and he like remarries his wife and, and, and picks up again with this new philosophy like he's yeah. not mad at the guy who dropped the dime on him he's just same wife just working now yeah. like just clipping coupons and working he was hundreds of millions of dollars and you know buying speedboats and living in compounds and stuff and now he's just regular dude still not angry when you get
0: out you find out it's all legal <laughs>
1: <laughs> i and like i said i think i'm almost positive nate brought him by the shop but this is a year ago or something. But he was a nice guy. Nice, mild-mannered guy. Went to go racing. Interesting, interesting story.
0: Uh, Let me tell you guys about Good Guys. The Good Guys Rod and Custom Association is coming to Pleasanton, California for the 31st autumn get-together at the Alameda County Fairgrounds, November 13th and 14th. There's over 2,500 American-made or powered cars and trucks on display with an autocross, a burnout competition, and vintage dragster exhibition. They also have a huge swap meet with hundreds of cars for sale. And you can bring the family as well. There's live entertainment, a demolition derby, and a free kids' zone. Tickets are on sale now at goodguys.com. It's good-guys.com. Free admission for kids 6 and under. But if you want $5 off, use promo code CARCAST at goodguys.com. That's promo code CARCAST for $5 off.
1: So, uh, you know, it's interesting. uh, You know, I have an obsession with the uh, Toyota 2000. Mm, Yeah. The uh, sixty. I don't know, 768. Yeah.
0: Where did Uh, I just see that recently? Did you email me? No, but you you saw
1: them bring a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my obsession of it is, A, you know, it's got the back history with Shelby Mm -hmm. and Shelby bumping out Pete Brock for the dealership and the racing program and all that kind of stuff. Brock had it. Shelby kind of muscled him out. Um, Then it turned into, wow, these cars are a million bucks. Yeah. And... Again, park one next to a 240Z, and you'll like the 240Z better. Now, the Toyota 2000 is like a cool piece because, yeah. you know, it's got the twin overhead cams. I think it's got a triple Makuni side draft, probably 40s and whatever. It's it's kind of a cool piece, but it's 140 horsepower and, you know, not not very large. and Yeah. You know, kind of Japanese plain Jane. Yeah. And, uh, they got to a million bucks.
0: Is it cool looking or is it? It's okay. Interesting.
1: Um, it's interesting and okay. But, you know, I was kind of looking at them and you know, me, I always walk around and go, that car's not a million bucks. And then other cars, I go, this car is a million bucks. Right. And, f- you know, Ferrari Daytona's were, 675 when these things were a million bucks. And I'm like, eh, Daytona seems like a lot more car than, than that car. Uh, they got to a million and then they dropped down to five. Yeah. And then they went away because everyone who had one for a million, uh, liked that math and then one, then five turned out to be the top of the market and everyone went well i'm not selling until yeah. it gets back up to a million bucks <laughs> so my feeling is is it not getting back up to a million bucks because it shouldn't have been back it shouldn't have been at a million bucks in the first place but uh one did pop up after a long time and and maybe for the first time on uh bring a trailer yeah and I think it's at five and change. Yeah, I'm now. looking at it
0: right now. It's five hundred and thirteen thousand. It's uh, it's one of their featured premium listings. So it's got another six days left. Uh, What's your so- prediction? I I I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's seven. I think it's six twenty five. <laughs>
1: Well, what is your see what what I've noticed from Bring a Trailer, and and it's kind of interesting trying to figure out the algorithm of Bring a Trailer. I think, and you you agree or disagree um, when a when a price of a car is sort of known, like those cars, they're trading for five to five fifty. Um, it, it also, oh, you know, speaking of price, known kind of been doing that with the ford gts yeah new and old i don't mean old i mean you know oh five gts oh six gts and the modern day gts when you have a base of like we know what this car is worth it'll just jump right to the base the second day i i've yeah. noticed that so yeah, i to go like that. look um it, you know it's a low mileage uh ford gt O 0- 0- 0- six, right right you're not going to get that car for two hundred and thirty-five thousand right. bucks. So what are we talking about here? Like, I mean, you can place a bid at, of uh, you you do one sixty, I'll make it one eighty. But yeah, the car's not going anywhere. That's right. You're not. It doesn't matter. It's it's a low mileage Ford GT. It's going to go, and those cars are popping. Yeah, it's going to go for between three fifty and three eighty. So why not just pop it right to three three fifty? You know what I mean, and, and who cares if there is two weeks to go? Right, it's, right. It's, That's the I price. Mean, you could figure getting a bargain
0: and just go to three hundred and ten, you know, and then let it sit there for a while and see, because people are going to bring it up to that three hundred and fifty,
1: right? And so the the Toyota. The Toyota's 500 to 550, 500 to 575 or something like that. So in day one, it just goes to 500 because people are Mm -hmm. like, all right, that's, that's the bottom, that's the bottom of the market right there. And then you go 500 already with nine days to go. Yeah, except for. It ain't moving much right? It's not in move those much. Next, next nine days. Now, That's my algorithm. Th-
0: this car, I don't know, 300. 300- now, if
1: this is a sort of specialty right. race car or something like that, and it pops real high at the beginning, then it's like, whoa, nine days to go. This is going to keep moving, but not when we know the price.
0: There, this car's got two things going for it: is There's 351 of the cars made, but this is one of 109 with a left-hand drive. Um, so it, it does do something to it. Mm-hmm. By the way, this isn't like, oh, it's got the one with the 355 rear-end gear. Yeah, no one's ever going to see that. Left-hand right. drive, you do see. Right. Um, and to your point, these haven't traded hands in a while. hmm So this is all of a sudden on the more rare side of an opportunity to be able to get one. So for that reason, I think... It could probably get around that six hundred range, maybe below mm-hmm. sixes. I think it'll go just a little higher than than the market has been for these cars. But I, I just don't think a lot of these have been trading hands for the reasons that you said. Like if you spend eight, nine, hundred thousand, a million bucks on one of these cars, you don't want to sell
1: for a half a million. Well, also the guys who paid four seventy five back when and couldn't stop patting themselves on the back when it crossed a million bucks. We're yeah. like, all right, well now it's right back down to what you paid for it, and those guys are like, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah. And, and most guys who, most guys who buy cars like this don't need immediate return on their investment. Right, they're not
0: really thinking about it. They're looking at this, going, oh, I have five, thirteen, six days left. Be nice if this thing hits six hundred.
1: Um. All right. So uh, we got some. Got some uh, Z06 uh, news coming as well from the uh, Chevy, who officially announced it. Um, you want to talk about that? You want to talk about the Mustang platform? Yeah,
0: let's talk about the Corvette, because the Corvette is really kind of all the buzz right now. As great as the new C8 Corvette is... Guys like Ken Lingefelder owns, I don't know, his company owns I don't know six or seven of them or something like that. And everything he keeps doing to it, he's like, the car is great, it responds well. It's just a real kind of uh just the best of the best when it comes to sports cars. And then we knew Chevrolet was going to do hotter versions of it, so here we are with the Z06. Five point five liter, naturally aspirated V eight,
1: flat plane crank. What's 5.5? Five, five? Is that like a 350? Uh, well, it's a Chevy. Yeah. Must be a 350. 5.5 liters. Yeah. Probably a 350. I mean... I think it's a little less. Could be that. a little less, 340 something. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's keep going.
0: 670 horsepower naturally aspirated. Wow. And it winds out at 8,600 RPMs. And the flat plane crank just sounds like... A crazy supercar.
1: Is it a 4-cam car?
0: Uh, I Oh, that's a good question. Is it a 4-cam car? I don't know if they did that with this technology. Let me see if I can find it in Well, all
1: right. Uh, I, I don't Let think me, it is. All right, I think it's, so push rod or 2-cam. Yeah. We'll yeah. try to figure it out. So, yes, good Chevy, mid-engine, naturally aspirated, high high RPM. You say 88? 86. 86. And... Um, Six seventy, did he say? Yeah, yeah, six hundred and seventy horsepower. Okay, well there you go. That's uh, what do you got, Max Banner? Oh no, I'm saying yeah. I was six. I was just confirming six seventy when you said. Oh, okay, it. yeah. Well, now we're there. Now, man, that's that's I've, I've been. It and, sounds and by fantastic. the way,
0: and of course everything is beefed up: brakes,
1: suspension, arrow. It's just it's this a, is yeah. Okay, so now we're there. And then that's what I've said. Like, and and by the way, that engine, what 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 we're talking about there, yeah. mid 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 mount, blah blah blah. Uh, that's what I wanted with the Ford GT mm-hmm. of oh mm-hmm. five oh six. Now you know, maybe they didn't quite have that technology. I didn't need six hundred and seventy horsepower in the Ford GT. would have, I, I could have lived with five hundred naturally aspirated, but. I wanted that high revving naturally aspirated engine, not the supercharger that never existed in the past that that right. was yeah that was I got my you. that was kind you. of my thing with that car. I just thought it'd be so much uh, so much cooler piece to just be able to really tack it up you know with the supercharger and uh and what have you on the Ford Gt. I don't know. What do you think the red line is on on that car? I mean, it could be in the high sixes. On the GT? I, I want to say about 6,400.
0: Yeah, which is... But this is 8,600. I know. <laughs>
1: 6,400 is really low yeah. for a performance car. Now, I yeah. know it's making I mean, a lot of... I mean, it could of, be sixty seven, but
0: it's not 7. So it's
1: making a lot of low end. You know, yeah. It's got a lot of torque, and, and and I get it. But to me, that car, I just wanted that... I wanted that. I wanted that engine in that car.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And it would have been a little lighter. It would have been a little bit higher winding. I think it just would have been interesting. Also, the supercharged version of that didn't do anything for their whole like future EcoBoost, you know, platform. Right? If it was twin turbocharged, I go, oh, I get what they're doing. Like the modern, the the newest GT six owner twin turbo. Had they done that, then I go, I get it. This is. This is the eco future, mm-hmm. but they weren't ready for that, so they go, oh, let's do mod motor v eight I like the mod motor, the overhead four valve right, but supercharged version of it, as cool of a car as it is, you right, I think it would have been a game changer financially, especially in, in now, like what do you think those four g t s would be trading for if they were some cool, configured, high-winding,
1: 8,000 RPM, naturally aspirated, you know, even if it was 500 versus horsepower. Versus a Mustang engine. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Yeah, I think a 5.5 five is more like 339 or 340 cubic inches. That can't take more than 10 seconds. Come on, Max Banner. But here— 5.5 five <laughs> cubic inches.
0: 335. 335.
1: 335, okay. I'm glad I revised my answer.
0: So now you have to start to take notice. Going, hey, you know, you know, the Corvette's always been a pretty cool car. Always had a very, very good, capable performance variations of the car. The C8 comes out and it gets the attention of the supercar clientele. And now you have a car that's, I, I mean, you're talking, you know, the the Corvette Z06 base package. Bunch of cool stuff, and the z 7 is the optional. It's like the track pack you can put onto this. Pilot Cup, uh, Pilot Sport Cup two tires. The revised magnetic ride. Fifteen point seven inch front and fifteen point four inch rear carbon ceramic brakes. One point two two Gs lateral grip. <laughs> what is, what <laughs> like,
1: sticker on that thing?
0: I I don't have the prices, and Chris can see if you can find the prices. Uh, but also 20 by 10 inch front wheels 20 by 21 by 13 in the rear it's got a 275 30 20 in the front mm. a 345 25 21 in the rear
1: uh, Dang that rim
0: I always talked to Goldberg today I was like without magnetic ride it would ride like shit there's just no way you get a 25 series tire right. and you know like and it's just going to be super hard but you know like but what they can do now with the adjustable on-the-fly suspension. You can actually make that livable. And I, I don't know what the performance specs are. They just announced the car, you know, a couple of days around ago.
1: Around 90K. They have not released it, but around 90K feels light it feels, for the track pack.
0: Right. But, okay, let's say you're into this car for every option at, a, I don't know, 120 dollars $130,000. Like, where are you? <laughs> you know, in the world of McLaren, you know, even Acura NSX, you know, Porsche.
1: Yeah, you're there. You, you know, I mean, like you're you're lucked. performance-wise and everything, and you're getting rear mid. You're getting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, can we find out, Max Pat, if that engine is a two cam, four cam, or push rod? Uh, um, naturally, double overhead cam. Double overhead cam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except looking, for Mike, uh, may, I mean, Matt made a face. So naturally could be. aspirated. Let me let me keep. Yeah,
0: going. I'm looking at a picture of the. And I think this is the back of the engine. Cause well, re- look, reverse
1: because uh, I was like, "Where's the? They're they're cam so driving we're here. I mean, they they did it. I mean, that's the car. I mean, it's insane. You know, no one needs that, but it's still it's still they're there. That that's a world beater.
0: It's and, it it really is. It's going to be. It's going to be amazing when it comes out. If it's, I, you, you, how many times you've been talking for the last decade about a good jumping off point, mm-hmm. and the C eight is such a good jumping off point, right? That Cause, the cause Z06, they, went to, they went to mid, they went to mid, and they they gave it a lot of thought. They said, hey, we got a clean sheet of paper for a Corvette. How do we change the landscape for a Corvette
1: mm-hmm. if
0: we go to mid engine? We it's got to be a game changer performance-wise because their whole pitch when it announced when I went to their event, they're like, we push the limits of what we think we can do with the front-engine car. So we're going to to mid-engine, which means it has to be way better. And then if you think about what Corvette has done in the lineup before, you have the base model. So you have the the C8, Mm -hmm. this thing, right? The Z06 being the hot, naturally aspirated version, and then maybe in a year or so from now, a ZR1, a turbocharged or supercharged version. If this is 670 horsepower, that could be 800, 850, or maybe a hybrid version supercar of it in lieu of, you know, whatever. Maybe they take you know, the Stingray engine with hybrid technology and electric motors in the front, and that's a new ZR1, and here's your 800 horsepower version. So you get three very spicy variations of this car. Yeah. You know, but this seems fantastic.
1: Yeah, good. They're there. Look, um, I was never a Mustang guy, and I was never a Corvette guy for, you know, reasons I've stated, uh, you know, Quite often, but now they're there, and now it, they're, yeah. they're 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 world beater, world class, beautiful. You know, they the look is good. Uh, the uh, obviously the technology is there. The horsepower, the performance. It's like they they did all the shit that I wanted them to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I shall now be a fan. That's the way it works. Yeah,
0: I least I I, I, I could have saved them. One.
1: I probably could have saved them twenty years. <laughs> I, 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 they, yeah. Everyone should just. I used to say people just pay me three grand to walk through their house, but <laughs> Ford should have paid me in nineteen ninety three and I would have showed up and went, yep. I, I don't need a screw on antenna on the front fender yes. i if this scoop on the hood is not functional, it's gone. I don't know you have brake cooling ducts in the back that yeah. don't lead anywhere, that's gone now let's get to the interior like I could have saved them a bunch of time, but they're they're here now, yeah. But I, I don't know, it, it's weird when they're that late to the party, you know what I mean? But better better late than never. And you should hear this engine. The
0: idea of the flat plane crank is interesting to me, although Ferrari and other car companies have been doing it for a while. Ford did it with the GT350, the Mustang GT350, um, but it was only meant for that car for a certain amount of years, and it, it came with some vibration issues and some things they had to overcome. But for for... GM to look at that and go well what's Ferrari doing what did Ford do it's sort of an affordable version of a flat plane crank mm-hmm. how do we fit in the middle of that mm-hmm. how are we not a $65,000 car but not a $300,000 car how do we for 90,000 whatever 90 to 120 call it how do we come up with this type of technology and make it work and overcome the flaws that are inherent with you know with these cars and i hopefully they they did it cuz it's when you hear this thing, it sounds, yeah, amazing. I think we've heard it before, yeah,
1: so Chris, two things is it a four cam car
0: twin overhead that's all all right, all well then that's right.
1: four cams, right twin overhead,
0: twin overhead cam or valve
1: oh boy, cam
0: twin overhead cam,
1: mm-hmm, okay. Matt's gonna have to figure this one out. All right. I, I just keep I've, looking I've read three at three no, articles. I, and they all I, say I, I hear twin you. Twin overhead cam. I just, twin overhead cam. All right, so it's a four cam engine. Good. That's uh, okay. probably how they're getting the revs.
0: Which is what we thought when we on yeah, the rumors so long ago. Was, Love it. Yeah.
1: Aluminum block, aluminum heads. I'm guessing aluminum block and twin yeah. overhead and good, naturally aspirated. All the shit we talk about. Uh, you got to find Max Pata a picture of the dash of a 64 GT. Cause I want to know where that thing. Yeah. I, I got about 66, 67 red line. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Geico. Do you own your rent, your home? will you do one or the other. And then there is your automotive policy. Um, how about your bundle? Geico makes it easy to you take your homeowners, your renters insurance, and bundle it all up with your automotive policy. And speaking of auto, I'll tell you a little about a road trip. Brought to you by Geico. I um, I had a road trip uh, yesterday driving the kids to school. Oh, double road trip. <laughs> okay. Got up uh, in the morning. Uh, normally, uh, I drive uh, Natalia to school and Sunny walks because that's essentially their life. And uh, I got up, and uh, Sonny was running a little bit late, and he had a little bit of a cough, and he said, "Uh, can I ride with you? And I said, yes, you may ride with me and Natalia to school. And then at some point, Natalia nixed it. She's (laughs) like, I don't want this coffin bag (laughs) sitting next to me in this SUV. So at some point, he just said, I'll walk. And I was like, I don't know why you're not driving with us. And it's like, I don't want to get into it. Okay. Yeah. And I said, all right, fine. I don't want to get into it either. So I went and uh, drove Natalia to school. And uh, then when I turned around and came back, as soon as I pulled in the garage, Sonny was standing in the garage. And I said, uh, what are you doing here? And he said, I want to ride to school. And I said, well, whatever happened to you riding to school? I just drove to school. Yeah. I literally, Yeah. Yeah. it's all I did. Just turn around, mm-hmm. right back home. No, nah, I didn't want to deal with Natalia, so I said, "All right." So you want to ride to school? I said, okay. So I said, <laughs> "All right." So I drove him back to school and uh, dropped him off, and then got home. And uh, he went to his class. He coughed. Some girl ratted him out for coughing. <laughs> He then She didn't feel safe because he coughed with a mask on. Then he went to the nurse. Then the nurse sent him home, and I had to go get him again. <laughs> that is that okay. is my road trip. It wasn't a, exactly a road trip. It was more of a circular course. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it wasn't the Baja 1000. No, it I got It was gotcha. the Indy 500. Yeah, I was just doing, just a doing lap- laps. I was just turning hot laps through, through my neighborhood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I uh, that that was that was me that was uh, yesterday and that's the uh, that's the new world order we're living in. Sounds like Sonny got a day off. Oh, he did. Oh, all you have to do is go in and cough. Just go in and cough, even with the mask on. Now they'll send your butt right home. <laughs> but thankfully, I had Geico and it made it all worthwhile. So you can get some Geico and get some bundling as well. Just go to geico. dot get a quote. See just how much you can save and just how easy it is to save when you uh, make your bundle and uh, then create your own road trip stories, hopefully happier than mine. Visit Geico.com. That is Geico.com today and get your bundle working. All right. Let's see. Did you find out anything about – oh, well, yeah. What is our red line okay, on the so four GT? What I
0: got is, of course, the 5.4-liter V8 with the supercharger. Five hundred and fifty horsepower at sixty five hundred RPM. Doesn't mean it's the red line, but that's the peak power. And mm-hmm. uh five hundred pound feet pound feet at, at forty five hundred RPM. So um you know, yeah, that's I, I why guess, we need
1: to see the picture of the dash, I think I think because that's we will see but the just red. So line. we
0: know because so the the new Corvette Z06, uh eighty six hundred horsepower. Red line? Wait, sorry.
1: 8,600
0: 8, RPM. RPM uh, red, red line. line. Right. But peak power is at 8,400.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We'll see if we can uh, pop a picture up. But uh, anyway, uh, it stops pulling at 65. It's funny. I said 60. Eh, we were like 66, 68, 65, 67. We're right in there. It probably goes a little higher than that, but it probably stops, stops pulling at at that okay um so it's a little it's about 65 65 yeah yeah it looks to, to be about maybe 67 mm, 65 66 yeah yeah in 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 the mid sixes they yeah pretty much said it's not going to pull past this so don't right. go much don't go right. much past this uh Uh, you know minivans uh pull harder (laughs) pull pull more rpms than than that all right that was my thing i don't know maybe i'm a hater but i said that that engine in a ford gt would be just miraculous and uh i get it and look you're not going to get the low end but hey man it's a sports car treat it like it's a sports car yeah we're look is that what's that look like it looks like, like 65, 65 right yeah. yeah all right uh you can uh go to uh if you're in the baltimore area i'll be at mcgooby's joke house november 5th and then if you're in the philly area I'll be at the keswick theater november 6th and uh then helium comedy club doing four shows over there december 22nd and 23rd go to com for all the live shows what do you got man
0: Uh, Just uh, heading out to SEMA, so I'll be posting a bunch of stuff on social media and I'll try to send a couple uh, shows over here for CarCast next week. So follow me at Motorator on social media.
1: So until next time, this is Adam Kroll from Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Rockauto.com. Why spend thirty to fifty percent, even a hundred percent more for the same parts that a chain store or a dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to rockauto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for twenty years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything from engine control modules, to brakes, to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Corolla in the How Did You Hear About Us? So that is Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.